1: It is indeed. It is 12.05 and it is time for you to uh, wake up, get active, and make that phone call. You have questions for Savannah is here. We're talking about disability law, whether it affects you directly, a family member, possibly a friend dealing with an insurance company. Maybe you're in the plight of an appeal and you don't know what to do. We'll uh, give you some advice on that. We'll talk about COVID-19. If you have concerns about that, by the way, COVIDrights.ca is a wonderful way to reach out. Get lots of good information there as well. And uh, the phone call anytime when we're not on the air, one one 8 Five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Help at disabilityrights.ca. That's the email address. We'll be pull, uh, pulling from very shortly, and also this hour, the top three things you need to know if your LTD insurer is pressuring you to go back to work even in covid times there's always uh, some friction between the two so we'll we'll get to that here in just a little bit but the phone line's open 416-870-6400 we can uh, take him as you dish him so feel free to chime in and have your opinion and your questions answered over the next hour Savannah, what's up pal how are you good
2: how are you johnny
1: i'm uh, i'm hanging in there man on sunday it was housework day so i just finished what uh load number three of laundry it's a happy <laughs> life buddy it's a happy life <laughs>
2: Yeah, I know. I, I got a haircut this morning. Uh, my Whoa. lovely wife uh, yeah, did that for me, and uh, so I, I, I'm sheared, and I'm ready for business, John. <laughs> you're you're uh, a And I'm looking man. outside the window, uh, and it's raining, and yesterday yes. it was snowing. I mean, it's I May, know. for God's sakes. Yeah, It's exactly. crazy, eh? Exactly. Uh, okay, listen, let's, let's start off uh, the way we do every week, which is to speak about the week that was. Mm-hmm. So again, for people who have never heard this show before, despite the fact that we've been on the air for years now, Uh, I am a disability lawyer here in Ontario and in BC. Uh, James Farman, my partner, uh, is also a disability lawyer and we have uh, a a big team that is operational despite the limitations uh, and issues that we have now, all of us have globally with COVID-19. We are working remotely across the province, across Ontario to advise people about their rights, their employment rights and their disability rights uh, as it it relates to long-term disability. So I, I first of all, I want to draw your attention to something that we haven't spoken about you and I for a while, and that's limitation periods and and this is something that uh, at least two people this week have raised with me individuals who've listened to the show and got this new information about um Th- their rights and how much power people have against insurance companies. And, you know, they've, they've told me about their, their issues with the insurance company. They told me how they're disabled. They've been disabled for years. Uh, you know, th- they provided all the necessary medical documentation and proof to the insurance company, to their insurance companies. And despite that, they were denied. But here's the thing, and this is where I had to stop them and tell them I can't help. Each one of them, was talking about a denial that happened over four years ago. Okay? So one of them was four years ago. The other one was actually five years ago. And it's important for people to understand that you have a limited amount of time to start a legal action, a legal claim against the insurance company to force the insurance company to pay you what you are owed. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, you, you immediately jump the gun, uh, you know, when I tell you this and, and, and you know, start a legal claim uh, no matter what. What I'm saying is you have to be cognizant of that limitation period. And it, in Ontario and in BC, it's two years from the date of initial denial. And there is a case that came out recently from the Court of Appeal of Ontario earlier this year where they've reaffirmed that the clock starts ticking from the first time you were denied. Remember that when you are denied long-term disability, the insurance company will invite you to appeal. You can appeal 1,000 times. The clock does not reset every time you appeal. Okay, very, very important to understand. In that decision, it's called Clark versus Sun Life, Sun Life Insurance Company. Uh, the court of appeal specifically stated that the the clock starts running from the date you were first denied, not from you know the subsequent denial letters okay. you got as you appealed and appealed and appealed. So be very careful of these appeals and be very careful of the clock running out, because once that two-year limitation hits, most likely you are out of time, which means you cannot force legally the insurance company to pay you what you are owed.
1: 416 870 6400 Take all these points down. It's information uh, you might need going forward, uh, going forward indeed. Uh we'll take you know, let's take a one quick break here, pal, and we'll come back to you. I know you got two more things to talk about before we get into some emails and our topic for the day. To reach out, 416 870 6400 is the way, or if you prefer 1888 225 Talk, that is toll free. And that email address is help at disabilityrights. We are just getting warmed up. Disability show, disability law show right here on Global News Radio. It is at twelve thirteen. Right back at it. Disability Law Show. Yeah, That zero sixty four hundred. That is the way to uh, to call through. And uh, you want to send an email that is help at disabilityrights.ca. We'll get back to those uh, very shortly. The phone calls that is. But you got a couple more things you wanted to uh, to bring up, Savannah. So, what do you got?
2: Yeah, John, I want to talk about uh, a question that I received recently, uh, well, this week from uh, Antonio in Ottawa, and here's what he wrote. He wrote, he's a big fan of this show and your show, Uh, and and then he goes on and says, My question is this, I often hear that if someone is part of the union, that you wouldn't be able to assist, and that they would need to deal with the union. Uh, Forgive my ignorance, but why wouldn't you be able to assist in that situation? So I, I'm going to answer that uh, in, in, in two ways. Mm-hmm. From an employment standpoint, uh, Lior talks about uh, about this on his show, uh, we simply can't. The law does not allow us as lawyers on the outside to intervene on a unionized employee's behalf vis-a-vis their employer. If their employer does something wrong, lets them go, the union has to deal with the situation. It's just the way the law is, unfortunately. But in the long-term disability context, the situation is different in fact in the vast majority of instances if you are a unionized employee and you have issues uh, with the the insurance company we can oftentimes help you with the insurance company despite the fact that you are unionized what I would need to see is the collective agreement The collective agreement would inform me I would look at the provisions that deal with disability and I would see and analyze it and figure out whether or not it was contemplated by the union and the employer that the LTD issue would be subsumed under the collective agreement, meaning, meaning that I would look at the collective agreement and figure out if in fact my team and I can help you. And what I'm saying is in the vast majority of cases, we can in fact help you. The problem arises in many instances where people don't know that they simply assume because you're unionized, they need their union to help them with their long term disability denial. Now, here's the problem. Unions don't have expertise in long term disability disputes. Their expertise lies in the employment relationship between the employees and the employer, and I've seen situations where i you know you've had union individuals, union leaders, union lawyers uh union personnel try to help unionized employees with their long term disability issues, and they fumble it they They make the situation that much worse in fact I've had a situation recently in British Columbia actually where my advice and the advice of the union rep uh, contradicted. I was saying we got to start a legal claim ASAP. The union rep said no, we have to appeal. And and guess what, John? The individual chose the union rep's advice, appealed, got denied, appealed again on their uh-huh. advice, got denied again. Finally, they came to us. We started a legal claim. We resolved the case within weeks of starting the the legal claim with the insurance company. You know. So again, I'm not saying I can help every unionized employee with their long-term disability situation, but but in the vast majority of cases uh, you know we can help and frankly you should be calling us because then we can give you this advice which costs you nothing right why wouldn't you call us it costs you nothing to speak with us and get this information
1: 416-870-6400 let's bounce over to a quick call uh david thank you for hanging on how's your sunday
3: uh it's not too bad how's yours
1: good man got so what's on your mind thanks for calling
3: okay i have a 22 year old son
2: who is suffering from emotional um, issues we applied for ODSP I had to help him through that and of course he
3: was denied that but by the time I found out we missed one their appeal window what can I do to help him Part of his, his serious disability is, of course, uh, suicidal stuff, um, uh, what do they call it, a uh, type of agoraphobia where he can't go out and deal with people very confidently in public. So he's pretty much living in my basement. What, what recourse do I have with ODSP?
2: Well, David, this is uh, obviously a very unfortunate situation. I'm very sorry for what your son is going through. Uh, We don't deal directly with ODSP. What I can tell you is that there are mechanisms in place uh, to obviously appeal those kinds of governmental decisions. Uh, legal aid is a place that I would approach. They deal with ODSp a lot, just like they deal wow. with uh, uh, CPP disability and those kinds of claims uh, but unfortunately you, you can't you can 't simply start a legal claim against them unlike with an insurance company he doesn 't have that recourse but right. you know it 's very unfortunate yeah it 's very unfortunate that this is something that is happening i mean you can challenge these kinds of decisions in in court. But it's not the same way of uh, just simply starting a legal claim against an insurance company. There's what's called a judicial review, uh, which which is essentially asking the courts to review a tribunal or a governmental body's decision-making process and decision. Uh, so that's one avenue. But my advice, my advice would be to locate uh, on Google the, the nearest legal aid clinic, and and they would be able to advise you. This is exactly the kind of things that that many of them do and practice appreciate the
1: uh, the call dave got to move on here got some other uh, calls uh, getting lined up and i want to get to your your one last uh, uh week that was pal before we break in a couple minutes here uh, give it to me
2: yeah, I'll be very quick. This this actually uh-huh. doesn't have anything to do with a a classic long-term disability claim. It's just something that happened uh, uh, for a second time now, where uh, people uh, someone has approached me. A family uh, uh, family here in the GTA approached me uh, because their elderly parent was prescribed uh, a certain type of medication that they've been taking for years, and at the pharmacy where they fill out that medication, the incorrect medication was dispensed the 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 elderly person the parent consumed that medication and and at that point uh, they got much worse their condition got much worse they they deteriorated uh they they i mean they eventually found out the problem they found out about the mix-up they fixed the situation but now this person is suffering from a significant ongoing uh, physical and psychological damage as a result of that and so what I told them is that you know we can certainly start a legal claim here you know I'm sure that the pharmacist did not, did not uh, do this on purpose but there was negligence there uh, the, the pharmacist the pharmacy they have Uh, Insurance. That insurance will respond to a claim like this. And, you know, these kinds of claims can be significant, you know, in that particular situation. Now that elderly person has someone coming to their home uh, uh, every day of the week for about four or five hours to take care of them. That's a huge expense. So families can get compensation from the insurance company of the pharmacy for that. So I just want to put it out there that. You know, at this time, especially of COVID-19, uh, you know, people are susceptible to, to you know, these these kinds of issues as well, and, and we can help with those issues. It's not just long-term disability claims. It's any form of injury where someone is negligent and damages uh, occur that we can help them and, and, at the very least, give them the advice that they need in order to understand what their legal rights are.
1: We got you. We'll take a short break and get right back to it. Uh, it is uh, to call in. Ask your questions as well. Savant here to answer them. You want to send an email along, help at disabilityrights.ca. We'll get to our topics and some emails uh, when we come back from that short break. So hang on. Disability Law Show, Global News Radio.
0: You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser.
1: Yeah, welcome back. Indeed, it is 1223 on your Mother's Day Sunday. Hope you're out there and enjoying it. And by out there, I mean staying home and uh, Skyping your mom because that's basically all we can do. Maybe send some flowers or an edible arrangement or something. But uh, but there you go. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred is the way to do that. That is call in the show. Email us help at disabilityrights.ca. And we will get to our uh, topic for the remainder of the hour the top three things you need to know if your ltd insurer is pressuring you to go back to work that is coming up but first we'll get to uh chris chris thank you for hanging on the line how are you
3: gentlemen how are you today
1: good pally what's going on
3: okay so i'll just make a quick comment yes p thing okay Mm -hmm. i work in mental health and addictions and what he'll have to do is he will have to go back to his medical professionals and reapply even though he missed the extension date If he goes back and starts the process all over again, even if he has to appeal it, let's say he he does it it all, gets denied, and he has to appeal it again, he'll have to go through that process. The second thing I would like to mention is your show is fantastic. Um, I've been listening to this show for many, many years since it's been on, and it's helped me with my career with dealing with individuals that I as well as um, I'm from a, a mining community, so I've actually got some friends that are involved with unions and stuff like that. And they're actually tuning in now, so which is good. So. though. and the last thing is in, in regards to Mother's Day, e-transfer you your mother some money, man. Mom loves <laughs> all, folks. So there you go. Yeah,
1: no kidding. Anyway, good call. call, Chris.
2: You're a good man.
3: Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Take care. <laughs>
2: thanks. Thank pal. you very Appreciate much. You, you know, John, I just want to comment on the fact that the fact that we have listeners like Chris, uh, yeah. who. You know, would take their time and call in and, and provide additional information than what I am simply giving out. I, I love that. I love that. Because again, this whole, the whole point of the show, the whole point is to provide this information. Yes, there's no question that there are people who come to me. There's no question that I run a business. There's no question that I would like people to hire my firm to help them. But at the end of the day, it's about giving information. If this was not about giving information, all we would do is just put billboards out there. I mean, for God's sakes, there are lawyers all over. The place everybody knows who they are who all they do all day is put ads on buses and on billboards and on, and on you know TV everywhere and that's it this is content there is a reason why my firm is so big on providing content remember traditionally whether it's on the employment side disability side whatever type of law lawyers charge hundred, hundreds and thousands of dollars to give this information out We operate completely differently. The whole point here is to give this information. If this information is useful to you, even if you go to another lawyer that knows what they're doing, I am happy. I am happy. I will not begrudge you. I just want to make sure people know what their rights are, whether it's about disability or for Lior on the employment side. And if you happen to come to us and want our help, by all means, we will have a full team, both here in Ontario and in BC to help you. But again, it's about information.
1: Let's get to that uh, first uh, first topic, and that is top three things you need to know if your long-term disability insurer is pressuring you to go back to work. And by the way, you can call in between all these, no problem, keep it up, 416-870-6400. Number one is this, uh, you don't have to go back to work if uh, if you or your
2: doctor don't think that you are ready. It sounds obvious, though, right? But It sounds obvious, but it's not. John it's not whether it's after the TV show or radio show each and every week people call us they talk to us and they tell us what am I gonna do I have to go back to work the insurance company says that I have to go back to work no you don't and you should not you need to follow your doctor's advice That's it's 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 that clear it's just simply that clear if your doctor tells you you are not ready you are taking a big chance with your health in going back to work before you are ready now it's kudos to you for wanting to go back I want people to work I don't want people to simply stay at home but I want them to work when they are ready and that's what the insurance company oftentimes ignores whether it's it's on purpose or not they ignore what the doctors are saying and that's not it's it should not be the case. So if you are not ready to go back to work or if your doctor says you're not ready, listen to your doctor, listen to your body. If you don't, you are at risk of making your health worse. We'll get to another call here
1: in just a minute. I want to move on to the next one. That is uh, reasons why your long-term disability insurer is pressuring you to go back to work. Your insurer can't force you to go back to work. They could try to pressure you, but they can't force you. You need to know Thank- that.
2: Yeah, they can't do that. So I want to get to that phone call that's waiting there. Uh, but, John, I want to stress this. People tell me I am, I'm being forced. You're not being forced. You are not. Think about the words you're using. You know, when I talk to my kids and teach them how to uh, do an essay, you know, write an answer to a question that the teacher is asking, I tell them, focus on the words. Words are important. The word force means somebody is applying force on you. They are pressuring you. That's very different than coming to your house with a gun to your head and telling you, you have to get up, get out of your house and go to work. No one is forcing you. They're pressuring you. The difference is important because if they're pressuring you, we can apply pressure back on them. If they're forcing you, we have to take other measures, but insurance companies can't force you. They can't. They can pressure you by telling you that if you don't comply, they're going to cut off your benefits. Well, there are ways around that. We'll talk about that. But the point is, they cannot force you, they can only pressure you, and we can apply counter pressure.
1: We are talking about the top three things you need to know if your LTD insurer is pressuring you to go back to work. We'll continue on that list. Get to some of your emails as well. That is help at disabilityrights.ca. And the phone call, make it, 416-870-6400. Disability Law Show on Global News Radio.
0: You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.
1: Plenty of time for you to call in, ask your questions, if not uh, for yourself or a friend or a family member who's uh, who's bashful, maybe 416-870-6400. If you don't want to do that and want more of a private conversation, that's easy as well. Toll free to Savannah and the crew. Any time is one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. email help at disabilityrights.ca. Right back at it. Top three things you need to know uh, if your long-term disability insurance pressure you to go back to work, you need to lay the groundwork for what we call Plan B, and that's uh, what to do if you try to go back and you fail, right?
2: Yeah, so that's important as well, obviously, because many people will try to go back to work. Uh, understandably so. They will try to do that either because they think they're ready and their doctor thinks they're ready or they will not heed my advice. Uh, despite not being ready and their doctors don't, not thinking that they're ready, uh, they feel the pressure from the insurance company and they try. Okay. Whatever the reason is, you are attempting a return to work program uh, uh, as per your, your long-term disability obligations, uh, the policy obligations. Here's what you need to do. First of all, if you get a clearance letter from your doctor, uh this is important here for doctors. Obviously, I'm not going to tell a doctor whether or not they should approve or not approve the person's uh, return to work attempt, but uh, the doctor should be very careful with their language. I have seen letters from doctors where the doctor says, this person is ready uh, to go back to work, and, and subsequently the person was not ready. And when I spoke with the doctor, after we started a legal claim, because the insurance company you know, denied the case, uh, denied the person's uh, attempt to go back on LTD, I spoke with the doctor, and the doctor told me, I didn't mean to say that he was ready to go back I meant that he's ready to try to go back right. so I told the doctor in the future use that language in other words if you mean the person or your patient is ready to try a return to work program say that don't say he's ready say he's ready to try because now you've left yourself the the, the uh, opening down the road to reassess which of course doctors Always have that ability, right? Doctors yeah. assess and reassess their patients' conditions uh, all the time, but insurance company uh, companies will seize on whatever the words are that help them. They will cherry pick from whatever medical reports they see to build up this phony case that the person is, you know, is ready to go back to work despite the fact that yeah. they've tried and they failed. So you want to make sure that you get uh, a properly worded letter from your doctor. That's number one. Number two. If you go back to work and you're having difficulties because of your disability and you don't think you're going to be able to make it to continue working, you need to make sure that the HR or management, whoever's managing the company, uh, whoever's your supervisor uh, is, that that person, that there is a record of the fact that you're experiencing these difficulties. And you have to keep uh, your doctor apprised of your attempts. So if you're trying to go back to work and you've been working for a week, let's say, and you're having all these issues over the week, you want to make sure that you keep your doctor apprised, even if it's by way of an email or a phone call, not even necessarily a visit, especially now with COVID-19. The point is this. If at some point you cannot sustain that attempt to work, uh, virtually every long-term disability policy contains a recurrence clause. Typically, it's about six months. So what that means is that if within six months or so of trying to go back to work, you're unable to continue because of your disability, your LTD insurer should put you back on LTD without you waiting the initial period of time, you know, the waiting period, the, the yeah. elimination period that's elimination usually about 90 period. days. Yeah. So, you know, important to understand that you need to create a contemporaneous record Of your attempt to go back to work if you're having difficulties if you're having no difficulties great we don't have to talk because obviously you're better and you can go back to work but if you're having difficulties with your attempt to go back to work make sure the management is is apprised there is a record of it uh, and make sure that your doctors are apprised because if subsequently you get denied by your insurance company if you want to go back on ltd we can help you with that but the first thing i'm going to ask you is you know, show me the letters from the doctors, show me what, uh, you know, you, 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 told, uh, your, your, management, your HR, or what did you tell them? You know, is it written anywhere? Did you email your supervisor, your difficulties? I want to know that because that's going to help us build the case against the insurance companies. And, and that happens a lot, John. It happens so frequently that people in good faith, uh, try to go back to work because they, they don't want to abuse the system sure. and they think that, you know, the insurance company has their back and they're not successful for whatever reason, their disability is still too too problematic for them to go back to work, they try to go back on LTD and they get denied. They get denied because the insurance company says, oh, you just didn't try hard enough. Or oh, your doctor said you're ready to go back to work. You know. So we can help with that. We help in those kind of cases a lot. And frankly, we have a pretty good success rate. Insurance companies tend to to back off when we get involved uh, in these kinds of circumstances.
1: By the way, you want another way to reach out anytime? Disabilityrights.ca. That is the website. While you are there, you will catch past radio shows and links to our television show as well, which is on here and and BC as well. COVIDrights.ca. That's a great website. I mean, it's all in the name, right? COVIDrights.ca. That's been around for a couple months and been used quite widely. And a place for you to ask some questions other than email is my uh, disabilityquestions.com. There's also a drop-down menu. You can search for your question or one similar to it, see if it's been asked in depth before. If not, leave it there and it will get answered uh, rather quickly. Okay, something else you need to know. Uh, confirm to the insurer in writing that you will try your best and that you will follow your doctor's recommendations. I, I want to highlight your doctor's recommendations, right?
2: Yeah, this is really important. You're absolutely right. Uh, y- y- you know, you want to make sure uh, that when you're communicating with your insurance company that you are willing to try and go back to work because you think you're ready, and your doctor thinks you're ready, you know, that whatever happens, you are going to continue. Uh, uh, following your doctor's advice and, and you know you may not even get a response to that kind of a comment but it's important because again it lays the groundwork for down the road in the event that the insurance company denies you from going back on LTD if your return to work attempt is not successful you can point to this and say look I, I, I tried I wasn't able to I went back to my doctor my doctor thinks I should continue to be on disability you've already said a while back that you're gonna follow your doctor's advice Look." this this all sounds trite it all sounds like it's just common sense but it's important that you put these things in writing to the adjuster I can't stress that enough many adjusters will not respond back because it's such an obvious statement of course you're gonna follow your doctor's recommendations but the fact that you put that there the fact that you spoke to your doctor about you know giving you that letter that we talked about earlier in terms of you're trying to go back to work all these little nuances, believe it or not, will tip the scale in your favor down the road if we have to get involved and fight the insurance company. You know, John, at my office when I speak with junior lawyers, I usually explain this as a game of chess. I'm a huge fan of chess because in chess, the whole point is not you know, the pieces on the board. It's a mind game between yourself and the other side, the opponent. And when I deal with an insurance claim, when I deal with a legal claim, I see, not, I see the case in front of me, obviously, it's very important, you know, the facts of the case, the individual, their disability, what the doctors are saying, it's all important. But what's as important is who my opponent is. And that's one of the reasons we've developed a reputation that we have at the firm, both on the disability side and the employment, because insurance companies, companies out there in general understand that our lawyers are very strategic. We don't sit back. We don't, you know, operate like many lawyers out there, like automatons. You know, we don't just react. We attack. We attack forward. We look for the weaknesses of our opponents. In this case, in my case, it's insurance companies. And I love nothing more than nailing an insurance company to the wall for mistakes that they made that make my client's life uh, uh, miserable.
1: We'll get right back to it after a short break, and we're going to slide in some of your emails as well. Thank you for sending them along. You can keep doing that, help at disabilityrights.ca. If you don't want to call, a little bashful, a little scared to call, no problem. Or you can call here on the air for the remaining time, 20 minutes or so. And that would be 416-870-6400. Disability Law Show here on a Sunday afternoon on Global News Radio.
0: You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.
1: It is at 1244 and happy Mother's Day to you all on this Sunday afternoon as we continue here 416-870-6400 before we flip over and get to some uh, some emails that you've sent along. Mary, thank you for standing by and good afternoon.
3: Good afternoon. Go ahead, hi, Mary. Uh, hi. Um, I was just, I've been on long-term disability for a couple of years right now. Um, I'm suffering from an eating disorder and depression and I've had seizures. Um, I do miss going back to work and I would like to return back to work, but I don't want to screw myself over to say if I can't handle it and what do I do? How do I do that?
2: Well, first of all, Mary, let me just say that I, I honestly applaud the fact that you are saying that you want to go back to work and, and that you're calling, obviously, to get some advice on this. I think you're doing a very wise thing. Uh, and, and I wish there were more people like you who, who took this seriously. Many people are able to go back to work, but just choose not to. You are willing right now to try this, this process. So, uh, here's what you need to do. Number one is obviously you need to speak with your doctors, and I understand that there's limitations because of COVID-19, so I, I'm yes. assuming you're still in touch with, with your treatment providers?
3: Uh, yes. The thing is I do work for the school board. I'm an EA, so I mm-hmm. work with um, highly aggressive kids, which okay. is, and, uh yeah. <laughs>
2: Okay, no, it, but it's very, very important uh, that you're speaking with with the people who are treating you, uh, and yeah. I'm not sure if it's a it's a family doctor, psychologist, whoever it is, whoever yeah. it is that it's, it's, that you're dealing with that you have trust in. You need to speak with them, and I think that if those individuals that are treating you are on the same page as you are. Uh, then what I would do is, uh, I would, I would speak with them about the terms. In other words, what do you need to, to make this return to work successful for you? And that may mean engaging the employer as well. You may need some modified accommodations initially. Okay. Very important to try and help you uh, to get back there. Uh, To the extent that your insurance company, I mean, they're going to be elated that you're interested in trying to go back, but it's it's very important that any conversations you have with your adjuster, whoever that adjuster is, and it doesn't matter if you have a good relationship with that adjuster or not so good relationship, you want to document whatever conversations you have with that person in writing by way of an email. So let's say you speak with them by phone and you tell them that you're interested in going back, perhaps on modified duties. Can you help me with that? Can we speak with the employer? You want to make sure that you tell them that it's not that you are for certain sure that you can go back to work, but you'd like to try. That's mm-hmm. the key word, the word try okay and it's very important that you document i would say even on a daily basis as you try to go back again now we have an unprecedented situation because of COVID, but it's very important you know that you document for yourself and also for the adjuster uh, and perhaps for your doctors what is happening on a daily basis when you go back to work because some days may be more difficult than others yeah. Just remember yeah. this. Just remember this. The insurance company has an obligation towards you. Once you try to go back to work, they can't just simply wash their hands uh, uh, you know, away from you. Because yeah. if you're unable to, for whatever reason, to, to actually fully integrate back to work, if it's not working yeah. out, you will be able, you should be able to go back on LTD. Okay. okay. That's important to understand. Your policy, I don't know if you have a copy of it, if not you can ask your adjuster for a copy of the LTD policy, will contain a provision there that stipulates that you have a certain amount of times. typically it's about six months, but you can look at your policy, it will tell you if within that time period you, you are unable to go back to work, if it's not working out, you should be able to go back immediately on LTD. Okay.
3: Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, it doesn't matter how
2: long I've been on disability for, if... Uh... No, it, it doesn't matter. I mean, the fact that you've okay. been on there for about two years, I'm not sure if you're over the two-year mark or not, but clearly the insurance company agrees that you are still experiencing this disability, because otherwise okay. they would have already told you to get off it, right? They would have cut you off. So yeah. no, I, I, listen, I, I think the fact that you are willing to try and that you may engage them on that point, I think gives you a lot of credibility. Right it shows that you are a, a straightforward person who is trying to go back and okay. if it's not successful for for the because of the disability you should be able to have that safety net to go back and I'll tell you this if for whatever reason you follow my advice you try to go back and it's not working out give me a call okay John's going to okay. give you my info give me a, I'll guide you in terms of what you need to do you don't have to worry about the insurance company denying you because if they do God help them okay it's a good <laughs> okay. thing that you're trying to go back okay
3: okay that's great. Thank you so much.
2: You're very welcome, Mary. Appreciate uh, appreciate yeah.
1: your time and your call as well. Please feel free to reach out uh, if you need more information to Savannah's crew. That would be uh, just excellent. It's always there. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Again, Mary, and uh, for you as well, toll free one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Help at disability rights. .ca is the email address, so you can carry on with that. That one right there, it's amazing. Mary's call kind of dovetails nicely into the last point we wanted to bring up when it comes to going back to work, and LTD Insure is pressuring you to go back to work, and that is if you're having difficulties with your disability at work once you've returned, make sure that you document it, document it by HR, and report it to your doctor immediately. I can't stress how important that would be.
2: Exactly. And you know, John, you can't control what what your HR manager or supervisor is going to put down in your file. What you can control is what you send them by way of an email remember if you are having any difficulties whatsoever uh, and even if you're not frankly when you're dealing with your adjuster confirm things in writing it doesn't matter if they respond to you or not I don't actually care what I care about is whether or not my client if they said that look I told my adjuster back then I thought I was ready to go back to work but I wasn't sure but I wanted to try if I have that in writing I don't care if there was a reply to it from the adjuster that email is gold because it shows that this person is not making it up after the fact, Do you know what I mean? Same thing with your doctors, you know, you, you should be able to communicate with your clinical with your doctor, especially now during COVID times remotely. And that could be by way of an email. It could be even with text. I mean, I know some people with their psychotherapists and other treatment providers, they're communicating with text, with email, with zoom, which you can videotape. Of course you should get permission from the other side. But my point is the more you document of your interactions, uh, with, with with your adjuster and even your health practitioners, uh, it, the better it is because it will confirm down the road. It's evidence that you, in fact, in good faith, have tried to go back to work. You've done your best. Despite that, you haven't been able to. You're still not ready. Mm-hmm. You should be able to go back on LTD. And if your insurance company does not do what they're supposed to do under the policy, you have recourse. You have... Do not walk away from the money that they owe you. Do not walk away from the rights that they want to trample on, okay? This is, this is my message to all of you. I don't care if you come to me for representation or to another lawyer that knows what they're doing, but don't simply back off. Insurance companies, they've made all this money. By taking in all these premiums and then betting that the majority of people, John, will walk away from, the, from their rights. That's, that's how they make money. It's, it's, it's a gambling thing for them, and it's a good model because it works for them. They, they make a gazillion dollars in profits every year. Okay, So you have this power. Use it. You Don't abuse it, but use it.
1: We'll uh, wrap up the uh, day with a couple emails, I guess. We'll get to those in just a minute here. Help at disabilityrights.ca. It's the Disability Law Show. Welcome back, indeed. We'll get to an email here. Anytime you want to send one along, even when we're not on the air, help at disabilityrights.ca. The phone number to reach out to Savannah, James, and the rest of the crew is uh, 1-855-821-5900. Ben, Big Ben's up, says, "Uh, guys, my uncle had to apply for long-term disability because of mental illness, uh, but he was let go from his job about a month before he submitted his application, He worked for this company for over 10 years. His employment lawyer is negotiating a severance for him. But in the meantime, he just got a letter from the insurance company denying his disability claim. Can he do anything about that?
2: Yes, Ben, he can, uh, but let let me dissect uh, your your email to us because there are several issues I want to deal with here. First of all, thank you for emailing us for your uncle, and I want to tell anybody else out there, if you know someone who may have a question or concern about their long-term disability claim, their injury claim, please put them in touch with us or contact us on their behalf with their consent. be more than happy to speak with you, your friend, your family member, your colleague. Now, Ben, uh, number one, uh, the fact that he's applied for long-term disability after he was let go from his job in many instances in those situations insurance companies disability insurers will take the position that you're no longer working therefore you no longer have insurance coverage therefore uh, you should not get LTD right because you only get LTD if you are covered for it and you're no longer employed there you're no longer under that policy protection now, the thing is this, what's key here is when he actually became disabled, not when he applied, when he became disabled. If he became disabled while he still had coverage for long term disability before he was let go. Well, no, in that case, he should be allowed to have LTD to get LTD. The insurance company would be denying him if, it's, if, if the denial is on that basis that he doesn't have coverage because of when he applied, that would be incorrect. It would be incorrect. If you became disabled while you were still covered for LTD, doesn't matter that you applied afterwards, after you were terminated from your job, you should get LTD, okay, number one. Number two, I'm concerned a bit about the fact that he has an employment lawyer negotiating a severance for him while he's applying for LTD, and I'll explain why. A lot of employment lawyers, particularly the ones that don't work at our firm, uh, because our firm, obviously, everybody knows uh, the interaction between disability law and employment law, a lot of employment lawyers who only do employment law don't understand the interplay between those two areas of law, and why is that important? Well, guess what Ben if we actually act for your uncle and if we get for your uncle some kind of a uh, uh, a reinstatement of Ltd, we put your your uncle back on, on Ltd, we convince the insurance company, we persuade them we force them whatever to put him on ltd or or we negotiate some kind of 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 an Ltd settlement the insurance company is going to point to a provision that is likely in your uncle's policy that says that they get a credit for any severance he receives from his employer. So the employment lawyer here who is negotiating the severance could be doing so despite the fact that that severance may end up going into the pocket of the insurance company because of the LTD policy provisions that say that they get a credit for it. So you see, it's really important to understand that when you're dealing with a, a, an employment matter such as severance, such as a termination, at the same time as you're dealing with an LTD denial, and, and not even a denial, even if you're just on LTD and your employer lets you go, it's really important to get a lawyer or a law firm that has a dual focus on disability and employment because you want to make sure that the right hand knows what the left hand is doing. You don't want to get money from your employer that your insurance company ends up swallowing up. So we can help him here, but we have to deal probably also with the employment lawyer to make sure that we're on the same Mm -hmm. page. Otherwise, your uncle is at risk of not getting any of the money that he's owed by his employer.
1: That's it for today. You made the uh, email, uh, Ben, make the phone call, one It is help at disabilityrights.ca. You can go to disabilityrights.ca to catch past uh, radio shows and the TV show as well, and covidrights.ca, lots of information there as well. We will catch you again right here with the Disability Law Show on Global News Radio.
3: The
0: preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser.